Edwards pulls off and buries a three to get the Devils the lane for the first time. History in the making. It's over. Number one goes down in Tempe. Lumber in trouble, steps away, cuts free, breaks loose, five, touchdown, Sun Devils. Whoop, the snake does it again. This team won't die. You can cut a snake's head off, but he continues to live. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sparky Talks, your ASU basketball podcast made by Devil Fans for Devil Fans. My name is Avery Vitel, and I'm joined by my good friend, Caleb Braley. Caleb, how are you doing? Doing good this morning, All right, afternoon. Well, yeah, it's kind of like midday right now, yeah, whatever you yeah. want. Uh, morning for morning? me, this is yeah, about when I wake up. It feels like a morning. <laughs> ah, boy, I do that so often. Um, well, let's let's hop into it. Um, so it's been a little bit since our last podcast because we last recorded right after, what, the first game? Yeah. And so now, how many games? Was, so there's been, we've played six games now because we're four and two so we've played Villanova that was a loss um then we came back and played HBCU yeah that's right yeah yeah that's HBU yeah Houston Baptist was it Houston Houston Baptist Baptist. Houston Baptist that's right um so we played them and then we played played Cal that's right we played Cal in that the the conference game then who do we have next? Then we had San Diego State. Oh, that's right. And then finally, and then of GCU. course, Grand Canyon most recently. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's kind of talk. I think well, let's not go back too far. Let's let's just quickly recap the San Diego State game, and then I think we should talk more about the GCU game because that one I've got some things to say about that. But um, so San Diego State. It's like, what were your kind of thoughts from that game? We were just bad. I mean, well. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's been frustrating to watch a lot of these games. And um, because Marcus Bagley got hurt, what, in the Cal game, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So I remember watching the San Diego State game thinking, man, we need Bagley out there. I can already Mm. see how important he is just because it's like, well, when you have a guy his size, his size that can get a three point shot off as quickly and efficiently as he does, and that can also score off of bounds, can also make plays on defense. That started to look really important because essentially Tayshawn Cherry has been trying to play that type of role, mm-hmm. and he can't do that. Yeah, he. It's, whether it's just, I think it's a, a little less athleticism for Cherry versus Bagley, but also a little less. I'll put this nicely, but skill. Just like you yeah, can tell, it, it's there's I, more. Bagley skill is for better Bagley. in just about every single sense than mm-hmm. Cherry. I think he's a better rebounder. I think he's a better defender. I think he's a better passer. I think yeah. he's a better three point shooter. I trust him more to finish a shot at the rim or to get to the foul line. I don't know. It's just Bagley's a really good player, and I think I can see that now. Like he's deserving of that five star mm-hmm. and. And with Christopher, he's he's been good. Um, he's been good too. But to me, it's like Bagley has been the one that I'm like, wow, this guy is really really yeah. good. Even though Christopher Christopher's had some great mm-hmm. games for sure. But and I think I think throughout the season, Christopher he's going to score more points. Um, he'll probably get more highlights whenever when, you know whenever Sports Center decides to highlight us. Um, but I think Bagley's going to be a more important player for the team. Kind of like how a couple seasons ago, like Zylan Cheatham versus like a Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. You know, both those guys were great. Lou Dort got more of the, the highlight reel. He scored more points. But I honestly think that uh, 
Zylan was a more, you know, it's just that he, whether you want to call him a glue guy or not, but it's that kind of player where it's like, yeah, he's when he's not on the floor, it's so visible. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, um, and, and that's that's the thing. Um, I don't know the exact timetable for Bagley's return. I know it's supposed to be soon. It's, yeah, I don't know if we have a. I know that Curly. Um, he had a um, interview today with uh, Doug and Wolf, my two absolute favorite uh, uh, morning show radio guys. Um, if you can't tell, I'm being quite <laughs> sarcastic. But um, he said that uh, uh, Bagley has been um, practicing pretty much fully with the team um he says he look he looks pretty good so it should be if it's not the next game i think it's definitely the next one but i think he'll get some minutes in in um our next game um versus oh goodness i am it's some small school help me out let me, it's, let uh, me check utep that's it yeah. yeah yeah university of texas el paso um shout out el paso but um yeah so it that's good because boy in that cal game when he was holding that, holding that Achilles, it was like, yeah, we were yeah. worried it was an Achilles yeah. tear. Yeah. Which I mean, that's like, you get that in college, you're done, done, done. I mean, guys get it in the NBA ten years into a Hall of Fame type career and they're done. Like Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas ended their mm-hmm. career. So you always, or Kobe Bryant even came yeah. back briefly from it and didn't look the same. And, and it's going to be interesting yeah. what Clay looks like. Play. You know, and, then, uh, and then Kevin Durant. Same thing. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. Well, DeMarcus Cousins has actually been back on the court, and he hasn't been that. Well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yes, I, I'm getting it mixed. Clay was an ACL, right? And Yeah, I guess Kevin, he was. Kevin, I guess well, he was. Kevin and Durant was, was the Achilles. Yes, I, yeah. I got those yeah. mixed up. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what Durant looks like out there. But anyway, anyway, though, um, you know, thank goodness for, for Bagley just being a, a slight calf strain, which is. I don't know how that happened, but praise whoever you want for that. Um, all right, let's. I'd say the only my kind of thing with the San Diego State San Diego State game, it's like the offense looked awful, um, but that, I think that's a little testament to just what we're doing offensively right now. But I also think that was kind of like a compliment to San Diego State. They started out in a in a two three zone, and it kind of like. I mean, it just, you could tell we weren't ready for that. And then they, they were kind of, they would switch between man and zone all game. And we never were able to kind of get a real handle on anything. And we weren't creating many turnovers on the, on the defensive side because that's a lot of our offense is like just the fast paced, um, that kind of offense, you know, turning defense into offense. And we weren't doing that. Um, it was more half court. And that's just kind of right now our, um, Kryptonite, yeah, that, that no that's fair. Word? Okay, yeah, yeah. and, and here, here's the thing though. I think uh, in that game, it was we got outplayed, but also we got outcoached. I Absolutely. mean, when you come out the gate and you're getting beat right away by a team, and then you you claw your way back, and then after halftime adjustments are made, they start beating you even worse mm-hmm. than they were in the first half. That's that's coaching, man. I yeah. mean, and that's that's their their coach knew their personnel and knew what they needed to do. I think this is just a matter of Bobby doesn't quite know his personnel well enough to make the necessary adjustments at this point. I think that'll come, but uh, and also you know it's like it can't be overlooked that we were missing an important piece of our team. But you still want to look better. You still want to yeah. take better shots. And yeah, and, and you can't throw that all on just injuries because there's always going to be injuries. You yeah. know, it's, it's next man up, um, even in basketball. And we have, this is the deepest roster we've ever had at, 
ASU. So I don't think you should. For we, sure. We can use, or we should. You, I don't think Hurley should use that as a if he ever. I'm not saying that he did, but like this team's deep. Like, no, yeah, and 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 I we still might lose that game with Bagley. Just yeah. in my mind, it's like you know we would have looked better. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have been like one a Villanova type game where we looked really bad, but somehow it's still pretty close the whole time. Right. Which is yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the GCU game because this one, um, I texted you before before the game, and I'm like, dude, I'm not feeling it. Like this is just I have hardcore Rocky Balboa versus Apollo Creed stuff going on right now. It's like. GCU, they've been waiting to play this game. They've been dying to play this game. Like, everybody that ever goes to GCU is like, when are we going to play ASU in basketball? Like, when's it going to happen? And finally this year, it finally happened for the first time in like 40 years. And this is like this is like the game they've probably circled on their calendar yeah. forever. And us, it's just like, it's a non-conference, just lower, lower level, mid-major game where it's like, there's no real gain if we win it. And if we lose, it's like a debacle. It's like there's, it's we have everything to lose, and they had literally nothing to lose. So it's just one of those games, and it was close all all game. It was kind of back and forth in the second half, and like thank God we still we still have Remy Martin to hit shots late in the game, or else that would have been just an absolute scar on the season. Yeah, I mean one of the biggest problems, like we we text each other about how Jalen Graham. Oh God. Just, is, he's just so lost out there sometimes. Right now, like, I mean, that game he checked out. You could just yeah. tell on the floor, like he was just. I and I don't know why Hurley kept put plugging him back in, because you could just tell on the defensive side of the ball there was no real grit, no getting after it. And then anything on the offensive end, like I would, I would, I started to just watch him, and I really like just watching one player sometimes. You know, and, and not just watch the ball, but watch somebody off the ball. And there was like, there was no movement from him. The screens he was set were just lackluster. It was just kind of, kind of getting in the way to give it some space. I mean, it was, it was, it was really disappointing. That's yeah. the biggest word. Well, because Austin was setting better screens, and Austin should not be setting better screens. No. He's a he's a smaller guy in a lot of ways. Like Jalen Graham, he's not like the most ripped guy, but he's got a big frame. Yes, and he's probably got a few inches in like wingspan and, and such so. so um there's no reason that austin should be setting the, those screens better i no. mean it, it's just i don't know he he just anytime he could make a bad play he was making a bad play yes which is which is why i'm like i'm just so concerned for the rest of the season now if the bigs on GCU are showing your center up right now. Just wait until we play Oregon or Washington or UCLA or Arizona. And I'm like, I'm scared so much right now because it's just like everybody else, we've plugged every other hole on this team with better players than we had last year, except for that spot. And it's like, and you you would hope that, you know, it's like you kind of just make it, make do with it. But I really th- feel like this position is what's going to stop us from either making a deep run in, in the Pac-12 tournament, winning the Pac-12, and ultimately in March. Because it's like, it just showed, it's just like these GCU bigs who are, I'm like, they, he had one seven-foot guy, but I'm like, he wasn't that talented. Um, it was showing him up. I mean, it was just like, it was... It was terrible. Yeah. It's like, I'm all for starting Austin. And I think I don't think Austin's like, just as you said, that good of a player. But he's like, at least his, his like, his seems like his floor is higher than Jalen Graham's right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, just 
at that point, it's just like he was showing more effort. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's like we might lose a little bit offensively when Jalen Graham is, like, good versus Austin. But, like, if you're just going to mentally check out and be like, ah, well, screw this. And I'm like, no, then you don't deserve time on this court. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, with, with Austin, he's he's okay. Yeah. I mean, when, and when he does stuff, I'm like, oh, that's a good play. But then in my head, I'm like, that's that's I'm asking him to do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. He's just doing that. He's just I doing mean, the bare minimum. Which is okay, then well if Jalen Graham's not doing the bare minimum, then Yeah, the only the only to. play Austin made that I was like, wow, that was a really good play. He had a block shot that I thought. Yes. That was a really yeah, good block. Yep. And otherwise it's like he's kind of you know, he's setting screens, he grab he boxes out, grabs rebounds. He's not doing anything like great out there he's just not really doing anything wrong no and uh it almost reminds me of like going going from like Jalen graham to him because there were moments where i remember texting and being like oh uh, austin looks really good i i was messaging someone else watching the game mm-hmm. at the same time and it's like god dang austin looks good and i thought about it it's like you know it's more so i'm just so used to seeing someone play bad there it's like years ago, the Suns had like Isaiah Kanan, Elia Kobo, D'Anthony Melton, Jawan Evans. Those were their point guards throughout the future, season. Future superstars and then, right there. Yeah, <laughs> and they ended up like uh, trading for Alfred Payton at the deadline, who was thought to be like kind of a bust, but he was still like above replacement <laughs> level. And his first game, he had like 10 assists, and all of a sudden, fans were like, wow, <laughs> we never seen anything like this before. It's like, well, we definitely have seen much better than this, but recently we haven't. So this guy's like, a, he looks like Steve Nash to us right now because of what we've been dealing with. And that's how it is. Like, Jalen Grant's been so bad. He's yeah. had a few good moments and games where he's been okay. Um, like, his worst game might have been against GCU, and otherwise, his first game, he was mm-hmm. really bad. Um, he's bad at fouling he's maybe gotten a bit better at that since game one i don't know but i'd say that's gotten a little better yeah um but sometimes it's like i'd rather be in foul trouble at this point just to get him off the court (laughs) yeah and it's like he's not really doing much for us offensively he's a liability on the defensive side and it's just i mean if you're gonna need anything from the five spot you you just need effort just give me effort you know, so we, were, we were talking about, like, Aiton with the Suns early before we hit record. And it's just like, sometimes just give me effort. Yeah. Like, I don't care what it looks like. Just make it make it Do something. Like, don't watch a guy run down the lane and shoot a layup a foot away from you four times in a row, which yeah. he did last night. Um, and, yeah. So, anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, and, yes. And another thing that bugs, bugs me with Jalen Graham and also Tayshaun Cherry is anytime they foul or... Uh, you know, any any time like that where a play doesn't go their way, their hands like on their head, like oh, like oh, like oh, what did I do? It's like okay, like you obviously fouled him. Just yeah, like, they, it's like I hate that because that, that's the thing. There's some players where when they when they freak out, you're like, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and I'll watch replay and go, okay, well maybe. But when it's guys like Cherry or Graham. Like, no, nah, you probably fouled him. Like, Jalen Graham, you pick up, like, two fouls a minute. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm willing to believe you fouled this guy who's now on the ground with, like, his arm gashed <laughs> open or something. Like, yeah, you probably did it. Probably did it. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, enough, enough bashing on Graham for, for today. No. Um, what else did you think about that game? Well, you know, it's like, before the last couple minutes, I... I didn't love anything that Verge was doing. Christopher was kind of like hit or miss. 
Um, Kamani didn't do much. I mean, he wasn't bad. Um, and yeah. Remy was kind of just there. I mean, it just it seemed like until the last shot, there wasn't really anybody on the floor that was going like, hey, like, let me take the game into my hands. Now, Remy did that in the last couple minutes. You know, he, yes. had a couple, he had a couple pull-up jumpers, and he put, the, he put the team on the back, as he should. He's our AP preseason um, you know, top five player. But it didn't seem like anything else really great was going on, especially on the defensive end. The only, yeah, the only good takeaway from that game was Remy Martin. Um, you know, it's like you said, Christopher was pretty hit or miss. He had a few nice plays, but mm-hmm. and and the thing is with Remy, yeah, pretty much everything was down the stretch for him because for most of the game he was playing okay. It was okay, but I mean, it, like it wasn't anything special until the end when basically I think you realize I gotta be the one to win this game because. Yeah. It wasn't going to be Jalen Graham. No. Austin wasn't on the court, but if he was on the court, it wasn't going to be Austin. Um, Verge. I mean, at a, at a point, Cherry missed like three or four threes in a row. Like, all his shots, like no other possessions. It yeah. was just all in a row. I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, we were kind of like, we were hopeful earlier in the season. Hey, maybe he's going to start making these. He was actually us. making them in his yeah. first, like, three games. And I was like, man, this this isn't too bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if he shoots, like, 33%, I can live with that. But when you're shooting below 30, that's when you lose me. That's when I'm like, you know yes. what? Don't take that shot. That's that's, not all a- he, that's his game. He doesn't have much other game. And it's like he has no driving ability. You know, he has no pull-up ability like Verge does within that kind of mid-range game. It's literally just sitting on the wing and waiting for a shot. So if you can't do that, then why do we keep putting him on the floor? Why are we starting him? All right, we, you guys all know this is Kamani Lawrence fan club. But, like, oh, man, it's like, okay, Lawrence doesn't shoot the three as good as Cherry. I will give him that. But everything else, he defends better than Cherry does. He has more ability inside than Cherry does. I believe his uh, free throw percentage is better than Cherry's. I don't know why Lawrence even, is even, more, even the more Even the three-point nod, I'm not even going to give that to Cherry. I'm not even going to say he's a better <laughs> three. Because, like, dude, he hits, like, one three for every four games. I don't know. Yeah, it's and just, then it's, like, it's going down the court. It's like, look at me. It's just like he's always, like, throwing up hands or, like, bow and arrow or something. Like, Good I, God, I think, yeah. you made one. Like, I think part of it is three-point volume for Cherry where it's like, yeah, he takes probably two to three a game. Kamani maybe takes one every other game at this mm-hmm. point. He, I rarely see him take any threes anymore. So, um, which, by the way, analytically is smart to do if you aren't making your threes yeah. at a at a good at even like an average level i mean yeah you probably just shouldn't take threes right uh, so uh and, and with cherry he gets so many looks because they know he's not a threat from the three-point line if he was making them like he was in his first couple games and he was consistently doing that because he gets wide open looks they are so open that he should not be missing them at the rate that he does yeah um like it's it's bad uh, well, I you know I think my my main question for you is after the GCU game. Now again, you've played you've played organized basketball. I haven't. What are you seeing on the offensive side of the ball that is good, and where do you see we need to make some changes to improve? I don't really see anything that's very good, and okay, that's good, it, because it, that's what I just like see. Like I too. just see guys that are super talented. And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, if you call an ISO play for Josh Christopher every so often, that's fine. Or just a pick and roll for Remy, that's fine. Pick and roll for Verge or an ISO for Verge. But when that is every play down the court, 
that's not good basketball. You no. can't consistently win because um, essentially you do that until you find the hot hand. And how long is that hand going to stay hot? Right. You know? And, it, well, I not to budge in, but there's been in the last two games against San Diego State and GCU, there's been times in the game where we haven't scored a bucket for four, five, six minutes in a row. And that's just huge. I mean, going from a point where you being two to five points up to now being down by eight usually after that. And it's just like goodness sakes like what why is this happening what you know and again it's just it's just going down the court in my in my um opinion shooting it too quickly um where you know it's just like way too fast in the shot clock where it's like well why are you pulling that right now and it's just like right now it's like high ball screens um iso ball maybe sometimes forcing it down low and, and letting whoever's down there try to do something, but there doesn't seem to be any organization. You know, we'll, we'll do the weaves sometimes at the top of the top of the arc. That's it. There's like nothing of nothing other that I'm seeing where when I go and see other teams play, I'm like, wow, that looks like actual good offense. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's, there's no identity. There's no other than our, well, there is an identity. It's just shit. It's just all like just hey, let's just uh, isolation ball and let let me try to dribble and oh, gosh, it's just I don't know. It maybe that's what Hurley wants and that's what worries me. Is like is this what's going on in practice? Like is this what they're trying to do? I don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, I think a big thing that can fix it, it like the best look we could possibly get at this because it's hard to gauge when Verge is starting. Mm-hmm. what the offense is supposed to look like because Verge, I think, is the guy who more than anybody does the iso ball. And I think when you're on a court where you aren't getting any passes because one of your teammates is going iso, then you might be more inclined when you get it to hang on to the ball a little bit longer. Yeah. And then someone else will feel inclined to hang on a little bit longer, um, especially if it's like, well, scored, uh, Verge just scored in these one-on-ones. So if I'm Josh Christopher, I know I'm more athletically gifted than Verge is. And I could probably beat this guy off the bounce. Let me let me do that. Yeah. And then if I'm Remy, it's like, well, I'm the point guard of the team. I'm usually the guy to take these shots. So I'm going to take these shots. And so it's very rare. Like, do you remember... Um, it happened the most like a couple years ago where there were so many uh, times where Remy is at the top of the key and he would just throw a no-look pass in the middle for a wide-open cutter like for yeah. a layup or a dunk. When is the last time you've seen that happen? Seriously. I remember having a similar conversation about this last year, though, during non-conference play, but he was still at least getting maybe one of those every uh, every couple games. Right now... There's nothing. There's no off-ball movement. Um, I only see guys moving to get themselves open. Mm-hmm. I don't see them setting screens off-ball. I don't see any plays being run to get a guy a three-point look. The only three-point looks we're getting are really on kickouts or just if a guy pulls up on a pick-and-roll or does an ISO step back. I mean, I never see, say, like Cherry going in the corner and setting a screen so Christopher can go around the screen and catch a ball for a decent three-point look. I never see that. Right. I just see Christopher catching the ball and maybe doing a jab step and taking a three or crossing over and taking a three, and it's frustrating. I mean, the only guy I've actually seen any three-point shots run for is maybe... Holland uh, Woods? Yeah. I, I, I think I saw a couple for him the other day. Um, 
and you know, uh, but and, and of course Bagley is out. And to me, the only like pure shooters on this team are probably Bagley, Woods, and maybe Christopher. Mm-hmm. But I don't, as of now, I don't really know with Christopher. It's like I know he can shoot the ball, but I don't know if he's like a catch and shoot guy. If he is very good at that, I don't know. I haven't seen him do that. Bagley, I've seen him shoot in all scenarios, and he seems pretty good. Yeah, uh, Holland Woods, same case. So it's like there might be a lot of guys who can score the ball but maybe not a lot of spot up shooters mm-hmm. which makes it where there's uh, guys can kind of sag off the perimeter and protect the paint and you, they don't have to worry about the kick out passes as much um, I don't know because I, I think it's partially game plan it might also just be we have a lot of guys that can shoot okay but not a lot of guys that are like lethal behind the three point line where it's a problem it's not like a Rob Edwards where he could catch it just about anywhere and shoot it. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was just looking it up. Um, so against San Diego state, Remy had three assists against GCU. He had four. I mean, for, for a point, you know, for a preseason all American point guard, you would want that to be at least a little bit higher than that. I would think, right? Yeah. I'd want it to be at least five a game. Um, I believe in the past he's averaged closer to six or seven. Um, it's like there's there's none of that happening right now, and uh, it seems like there's just a ton of times when Christopher is trying to make a shot for himself, or Verge is trying to make a shot for himself, um, or Holland Woods is trying to make a shot for himself, and it's like why doesn't Remy have the ball right now? I mean, like why why is he, Remy just stuck on the wing right now? Where you know it's like it's like if anybody's going to be doing this, let the fifth year senior do this who's been with us. Forever. Okay, he's not a fifth year. He's a fourth year guy. He didn't register, but still, a fourth year guy here. You would think he'd know the offense by now. Let him run it. Get the ball out of somebody else's hands. Ah, oh. it's it's just it's just tough to watch. It is, and, and that's and that's the thing. Like when they're when they're rolling, they look really good, and then the offense stalls out because. They start playing so well that these guys start playing essentially for themselves again because a few mm-hmm. shots start to go down, and if the same guy gets a gets two looks during that run, then he's just going to start taking a bunch of shots for himself, and then it yep. goes right back to that stagnant basketball, yep. and that's it's just a lack of ball movement it is. and uh, a lack of like off ball movement especially like I just don't really it's mostly guys just standing around. Yeah, I don't see a ton of movement. I'll occasionally see someone pick up their dribble, then a guy runs up to get the ball, and then he'll dribble around. If he doesn't get a shot, he either kicks it out or you know he'll he'll pivot, pivot, and then take a bad shot. I don't know. It's I'm it's, hoping they fix it because I'm now remembering having similar issues last year. It wasn't as ISO heavy last year, but I remember a lack of ball movement at the start of last season in mm-hmm. non-conference play. Um, and it could be that this team is still trying to gel. I mean, with COVID and stuff, I don't know what practices look like. Um, preseason-wise, this is a shortened non-con ske- schedule. Um, but we got to figure it out. I mean, those aren't excuses. We can't use those as excuses because everybody's going through that. And yeah. look at the teams that we've played, and they look fine offensively. So everybody's going through the exact same thing. We have UTEP on Wednesday the 16th. The our next game was supposed to be against Incarnate Word, which is just an awesome name for a college. 
That was going to be on Friday. That one's, um, I believe, getting canceled because Incarnate Word is struggling with COVID. Um, so that means our next game after UTEP is the start of conference play against Utah. So, and that's on Tuesday the 22nd, literally a week from when we're uh, recording this. So they don't exactly have enough, a lot of time to figure it out. So no. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I think, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to be too negative here. I just needed to get some things off my chest after that lousy GCU game. Good Lord. Um, guess we'll, I mean, it's like, yeah, we're probably going to beat UTEP and we're going to look good, look good against UTEP because it's UTEP, N nothing against them, but it's not like they're, you know, a Pac-12 school or anything, but yeah, um, I'm interested to see what, what happens here. Cause it's fine. This is finally a team where except for the five spot, everything else is just like, there is no excuse about like skill. Yeah, we're probably going to be better than a majority of the teams that we play when it comes to just pure talent. So then that comes down to coaching, and what can what can the coach coach do to then beat the team that you're then playing? That's going to be I think what's most interesting going into conference play. Yeah, and and here is one good thing that I'll take away from the Grand Canyon game is that we played very bad and we did win. Yeah, and it's like, true. well, we barely that's won, true. but at the same time, it's like, well, and I will some... take barely winning over a team you're supposed to beat than losing to a team you're supposed yeah. to beat. You know, it's it sounds stupid, but it's like yeah. I'll take the win. Um, I'll take a very ugly win over a you know heartbreaking loss. Yeah, and I don't agree with this statement, but there's some people that say there's no such thing as an easy or an ugly road win. There's no such thing as an ugly road win. I'm like, okay, well, pump your brakes on that one because it, it was ugly. I, I watched it. It happened. Watched, yeah, <laughs> it, was not, it was not pretty, okay? Um, but, yeah, a win, a win is a win. Let's move on. Let's pick up the, let's pick up the mics after UTEP and see what, where we're going, Caleb. I, you know, I, and that's the thing. We, we've, we've talked about this with, uh, with football a year ago, and then we've talked about it with basketball many times where it's just like, hey, we love to be proven wrong here. Yeah. And as of right now, I think our assessment of the team is pretty much the consensus. I think a lot of people kind of feel the way we do. And as far as like, you know, we talk about uh, like ideally what the starting five is. So I watch these games that we talk about them. I talk about them with other people. I watch them with my brothers and pretty much everyone I talk to are on the same page. It's like, okay, starting five should not have Verge and it should not have Cherry. It should Correct. be Remy, Josh Christopher, Bagley when he's healthy, yep. Kamani, and then as of now, we'll stick with Jalen Graham, yes. but soon enough... It's on a short leash. Yeah. Uh, pretty. Uh, what sucks is Austin is a guy where it's like, that is a backup. It you know? is. He is absolutely a backup big. He's a great two big. You know, it's a great yeah. guy, guy coming off the bench. You don't want him you as your starter. No. Right? And that's the thing. If you end up having to start him... That's 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 a concern because it's like well then your backup is Jalen Graham who at this point I won't even want him as my backup but no. it's uh, I don't know it's it's a little yeah. concerning but yeah I think most people are in the consensus that yeah ball movement is a huge issue um, defense gets a little too aggressive at times which I I I'd almost rather be have them more aggressive and not sure. as aggressive. 
Um, but I think, yeah, the biggest thing, lineups are an issue. I hope Bobby gets that figured out. Verge should be coming off the bench. He doesn't move the ball. And so for mm-hmm. a team already struggling with ball movement, you shouldn't have a guy who really is just an ISO guy. Yeah, I think I agreed. might have brought him up before, but it's like Alonzo Trier with U of A. Alonzo Trier was a good college player, but U of A was better with Alonzo Trier off the court just because what they call him uh, ISO Zo. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like, of course, they, they stole his nickname from someone else, <laughs> but because um, all Alonzo Trier did was just you know score off dribble he never really created for his teammates yeah. so and that's kind of what verge is like he's kind of Absolutely. like Trier in that sense yeah. and so that's why you know i think you should learn the lesson that sweaty sean miller had to learn and just have that guy as your sixth man actually sean miller i don't think ever had him come off the bench but he should have mm-hmm. i think bobby should uh say hey his role is a sixth man and it worked great last year. I don't know why we're messing with that other than just ego. Yeah, that's you know, got that's, it. That's it. It's just like, hey, it's like, I understand you want to start, but think about it. Again, you got to think team first. If he and, was promised, though, like if it and, was, well, I'm going to transfer or declare for the draft, well, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have gone drafted. Not a chance. But no. it's like, well, I'll, I'll transfer or declare for the draft unless I'm starting next year. And Bobby said, okay, that's a dumb promise to make. But yeah, I've heard of stuff like that before where you know guys will only sign contracts or only go to teams because they're guaranteed specific roles Mm -hmm. and as a coach it's like you either you either break the promise that you made to them or you keep them in that crappy role all year despite the fact that it makes your team worse yeah at at some point you got to think what's best for the individual versus what's best for the team Mm -hmm. and team Team should always be coming first, or else as a head coach, yep, yeah, absolutely. or else you're opening up a, a huge can of worms there. But um, all right, well, I, I think let, let's go ahead, let's let's kind of cinch it right there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got this far, uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure you hit subscribe um, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're there. Um, leave a comment, some type of rating, preferably in the five star range, would be. Awesome, but hey, anything, anything is, anything is good, good, uh, good market. Uh, any, any type of marketing is good marketing. What isn't that the term? Something like that? No, it's something, something like that. Yeah, I, I know. Good, any type of press is good press. So yes. A bunch of one star reviews. Hey, at least it's a review. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, well, anyway, let's let's call it, go ahead and call it. Caleb, thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I'm pumped for UTEP. Forks up. <laughs>